Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Alright, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 190 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Much love and respect to everybody out there who listened to episodes uh, 188, 189, and then the mini pod, uh, chopping up some game about uh, the drug game and shit like that. Uh, much love and respect to all y'all out there who listened and who shared and who commented and sent emails and shit like that. Um, so happy October. We are officially in fall. Um, same old, same old over this way. Uh, nothing too much. Just being a dad, uh, working my ass off and, you know, just trying to make it do what it do and get ready for this goddamn holiday season and, uh, trying to decide if we're going to host, uh, Thanksgiving this year. Cause we host it every year. Uh, we didn't do it last year because of the pandemic and there wasn't a vaccine out, um, but I'm just really on the fence about it again this year uh, because of the Delta variant. Then on top of that, um, my family, there's only like, I think, what, one other person besides me that's vaccinated um, on my side of the family. And, you you know, it's just, you know, listening to YouTubians and, you know, shit like that and not really doing the research on their own to make a educated decision on getting vaccinated or not so you know i'm thinking i'm just leaning more towards uh you know just having a small you know uh thanksgiving just cooking a small thanksgiving lunch or dinner you know what i'm saying and just keep that shit pushing you know that's what i'm thinking like last year you know we uh masked up gloved up and dropped off plates to everybody but you know this year i really don't you know i don't even feel like doing that you know uh people on my side of the family being hard-headed and shit like that and you know i'm not just gonna be you know it's just it's just too much to deal with you know what i'm saying going back and forth and you know having them you know tell me all these silly ass conspiracy theories about the vaccine and the virus and shit like that and it's just it's just draining i just don't feel like dealing with it that's why i ain't been dealing with some of my friends too just because they just be shit posting you know on uh facebook and instagram and you know twitter and shit like that about the vaccine and you know posting all these these ridiculously ignorant videos about uh the vaccine and the virus and shit like that and all these bullshit ass uh uh you know remedies and shit and they don't believe it they just want some engagement you know what i'm saying but that shit gets draining seeing that on your timeline a lot and so you know i'm i unfollowed a lot of my friends like people that i know in fucking real life you know just because of that silly goofy shit but um but in real life though um yeah i'm just leaning more towards just having just you know just me the wife and nene just 
eating just a small you know get a small little turkey might even do a little duck or something you know what i'm saying uh deep fry a duck that would be nice and delicious but yeah i'm just you know i'm done trying to convince my family members to try to get the vaccine you know what i'm saying and you know telling them trying to convince them over and over ain't shit happened to me ain't shit happened to my wife ain't shit happened to you know my co-workers ain't shit happened to this black person that i know this black person i know this black person i know this black you know it's just like okay you know it is what it is i just leave it alone when they start talking that shit i just change the subject you know what i'm saying so that's what really just kind of sucks because if everybody was vaccinated you know we could all you know be here at the crib having a good time and you know playing some cards and you know eating good and you know watching you know the parade and shit like that but you know people just want to be hard-headed and you know and i just don't understand why you would listen to you know some youtubians or a, a meme as opposed to medical professionals you know what i'm saying and the problem is is this is happening in real time as we're trying to figure out how to combat this virus and you know just the trial and error of social distancing do you wear a mask don't you wear a mask do you wear gloves don't you wear gloves you know we just saw so much trial and error happen in real time because we didn't know what we were dealing with with this virus right but now you know it's a year later almost two years later because march of 2022 would be here before you fucking know it was about five months away and so um you know it's one of those things where it's just you know it's it's one of those things where it's just like all right we just gonna you know let niggas be you know but is it was it's like a science experiment you know what i'm saying like you're in the lab you know trying to figure it out you know what i'm saying so you you know you write out you know what you think is going to happen and then you do the research and you look at the data and then you do the trial again and you look at the data and then you come up with your conclusion of what actually happened and then you look like oh okay this is actually what happened and shit like that so we're seeing this in real time with medical professionals and scientists and shit like that so it's like trust the science but it's just one of those things where it's just like there's so many people that you know are piggybacking off of bullshit uh you know conspiracy theories and shit like that and you know really not knowing how the vaccine works not knowing how um you know the virus works and it's just it's it's frustrating it's very frustrating but you know i'm gonna just keep that shit pushing just keeping pushing and speaking of like youtubians and memes on facebook and shit uh it looks like facebook is down instagram is down uh whatsapp is down i don't know what that is i think that's an app for uh folks to cheat i think it's like a text messaging app or some shit like that uh i know um back in the days uh when fucking when uh women was getting roses when these hoes was getting roses on a back page oh that was kick never mind that was kick they were talking about hit them up on kick but i think it was whatsapp too also but i think that's like a text messaging service or some shit like that but it looks like it's down and what's funny is um it's down right after a story aired on 60 minutes from a whistleblower uh what's this woman's name uh let's see here uh 
Francis uh, Hogan or Haugen, uh, H-A-U-G-E-N. She worked for them. She's a uh, and she got like tens of thousands of pages of documents from Facebook and she plans to testify in front of Congress uh, sometime this week. And she filed uh, some complaints with the SEC um, saying that Facebook has lied to its shareholders about its own products. And I watched some of it. And the main thing to come from this is, uh, you know, Facebook like it's like remember how when they bought Instagram and they changed the algorithm of uh, Instagram, like you don't see the new post anymore. Like all you see is pretty much people with like if you follow like a model or something like that to so say like to Bria majors or something like that and so all i see would be her post and then i like that then all of a sudden i'm getting ads for like savage fenty or savage x fenty and shit like that then it's telling me you know it's recommending that i follow rihanna or some shit like that because tabria is one of them savage uh fenty models or whatever or um if i click on like um uh, BR Kicks, Bleacher Report Kicks, who, uh, you know, post about shoes and shit. If I like a post like that and I comment, then all of a sudden the next ad is like Foot Locker, Dick Sporting Goods, uh, Finish Line, uh, Nike, um, uh, New Balance and shit like that. So all you've been seeing is like ads, ads and ads. And you don't see people that you know in real life. You actually have to go and fucking hunt them down. Right. So they change that algorithm up. And then they even change the algorithm on Facebook right so before you would just see like popular people and shit like that but then you could change your uh feed to uh recent so you will see the most recent posts but now when you click on most recent it'll show you like news channels that you follow like ahead of like um people that actually just posted like i had a homegirl who was posting about um her son was missing he was out joyriding and shit like that and I didn't see that shit until like 11 hours later and I always click recent recent posts and her post had a bunch of engagement you know like 86 comments uh 100 200 some likes you know um thumbs up uh care uh reactions and shit like that but not that shit never did pop up on my post and I went to wish the homeboy uh Fonzo a happy birthday not too long ago and I was like I never see this nigga on Facebook but the nigga be posting i was like what the fuck it was like i was looking at his page when i went to you know write happy birthday on his wall and to uh, go off on a tangent please stop being disrespectful and putting hbd on niggas uh fucking uh page and shit or texting somebody that like you can't even type out happy birthday you gotta put hbd like why are you in such a fucking hurry you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going through some bullshit, you're going to type out a whole fucking paragraph or try to FaceTime somebody or send, like, the, um, you know, your, uh, your, your emoji, you know, the little emoji video with you, you know, spilling out your soul. But you're going to text somebody HBD or put that on their Facebook wall. Like, ain't shit happening where you need to save them few seconds of typing out happy birthday. Ain't even, I don't even think it takes a full two seconds to type out happy birthday. Like, do are you really missing that millisecond? You know what I'm saying? But anyways, so I went to Fonzo's page to put happy birthday. And it was all these posts the nigga had up there from like you know a day ago two days ago three days ago i was like i ain't seen this nigga on my feed in months and i'm following him so what the woman was saying what uh hogan was saying 
on a face Facebook's algorithm intentionally shows users things to make them angry. And she was saying that the algorithm chooses content that's most likely to be like upsetting because um, it actually gets more engagement. Right. And the user engagement is what, you know, uh, Facebook's turn is it turns into ad dollars. So I know I've been seeing a lot. I remember one time they posted some bullshit about like some hair replacement therapy or some shit. Now I'm bald as fuck. But I was like, man, what the fuck type of shit is this? You know, or they'll, uh, and then, but what, but, and I never clicked on something. I think somebody might have commented or something, sent me a picture. It was like, this how you look. I think it was like a bald potato with a beard or some shit like that. Somebody, uh, put on my wall and said, this is what you look like. Then all of a sudden I got this thing about, uh, fucking uh, advertisement about hair replacement therapy or some shit like that. And I'm like, come on. Then, then I got some stuff about beard wash and shit like that. So you know what they tracking you. They looking at everything that gets posted on your page. And um, so with this whole uh, clickbait thing, it was talking about how um, news sites, um, political parties and shit like that know that they have to post like um kind of like uh um infuriating articles or at least titles in the article so they can get the most engagement on facebook and reach more people and they said it shouldn't be like that or whatever and uh they also uh and also on facebook shit what was it just uh friday um what's today monday so on friday um I was on Facebook and I always put a post on there that we made it to Friday, y'all, just to, you know, hey, we made it through another tough work week. You know, let's let's try to finish strong and, uh, you know, get this weekend started. And so and I put on there since it was the beginning of October, I was like, make sure you write down them October goals. And the homie, he was talking about that uh, one of his goals is to stop spending so much money and it's his credit cards or whatever he'd be spending so much money on and i told him and i literally commented i said man you need to chop them hoes up or put them in the freezer and then just pay off the balance or whatever so you don't use it tell me why within like two three minutes i get a strike on facebook talking about hate speech um harming somebody or some shit like that now I'm like, you just pulled that one single comment that I said, chop them hoes up. And I was talking about credit cards, like credit cards. That's what them hoes you need to chop up. And they were talking about my account will be limited if I continue this shit. And it's just getting to the point where I know that Facebook and Instagram and I guess what what, they, what else they on that WhatsApp. It's nothing but data mining at this point. It's just it's just data mining and when i say data mining they're just basically collecting data on you and the, another way that they do that is um you'll have like popular pages they'll post like a picture with uh all 12 months and then uh one through 31 and uh it'll have like a different decade or whatever and it'll say uh some at the top the header will be like uh, whatever whatever your birth date is is the hit out is the is the musicians that got to make you a hit album are you going to make a hit comment below so it'll be like 
uh, January 1, 1980 or something, right? So that'll be your birthday. And January will be like J. Cole uh, featuring, uh, so I say January 1. So featuring uh, Pitbull and the birthday is like the 80s or whatever and it's produced by Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying? So you will comment J. Cole featuring Pitbull you know produced by dr dre i got a hit or some bullshit like that but you're just really just giving up your birthday you know what i'm saying that's what you're giving up right then and there you know and then it'll be some and some of them shits just be blatant too it'll be like uh is your grandma still married or not what's her maiden name you know why can't we go back to the classes they'll have some shit like that and i'm like nigga that's a security question nigga like a lot of them be set up to get to get your security questions and niggas be commenting like, hey, yeah, man, I got a hit by goddamn Flowrider uh, featuring Jigga uh, produced by Kanye West. You know, some shit like that. Like, nigga, you done told your whole birth date on this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Facebook is nothing but a data mining farm. So me and a homie Nate, we was talking uh in the comments and it was just like and we just started making up just a lav just lavish shit just talking about how we got twins we got bentley's about to take the helicopter out to the villa pick some grapes and shit like that so i'm gonna just start i'm gonna just start commenting just random shit and i've i've did that before last year just out of boredom and the ads that i got were just so much different than what i actually fuck with like if you just start like commenting like you this rich aristocrat or some shit you get all these like luxury ads like lexus um you'll get um like high-end clothing and stuff like gucci and um what, what else was it like uh louis vuitton um who else was it it was a uh, uh sergio uh Ticini. uh you start getting shit like that so they just it's just data mining that's it just collecting data on you to sell to advertisements to advertisers that's it and um it was actually revealed you know how they had that um that commission that uh civic integrity unit or whatever they actually got rid of that after the 2020 election so after trump lost they was like okay we're gonna get rid of this civic integrity thing when it was supposed to basically stop um political misinformation or whatever and then they stopped it you know after the election and uh they actually and then it was like what happened after the election the fucking january 6th insurrection happened so they just soon as biden won was the clear and cut winner they were like all right get rid of this shit and then all of a sudden that that petri dish started filling up you know that petri dish of hate started filling up and we got the fucking january 6th insurrection and then it was talking about i already spoke on this how political parties in europe they ran negative ads because it was the only way to reach people on facebook and they were saying that uh, it said that you're forcing us to take positions that we don't like, that we know are bad for society. We know if we don't take those positions, we won't win in the marketplace of social media. You know, at the end of the day, you have to do what's right morally. You know, it's like we ain't reaching folks on Facebook. You know, let's say some extremely racist or extremely sexist, any kind of ist or ism. You know what I'm saying? Just to grab some attention and garner some, uh, you know, some clicks and some comments. I'm like, come on. And they were saying that um, roughly uh, three to five percent of hate on the platform and then less than one percent of violence and incitement uh, that is, is all that they identify. 
that's it like three to five percent of hate and then uh one less than less than one percent of uh, violence and uh, incitement like that's some bullshit then she was break, breaking down data about how instagram is making teen girls uh have thoughts of suicide um and then uh it makes uh eating disorders worse you know you're seeing all these uh these plastic built women on there who got these bbls and shit you know out here built like them ants from uh, a bug's life and for and from the movie ants you know these these little chicken legs and then these big ass hips and these big ass diaper booties and shit like that but they got these little toothpick legs and like you know two toothpicks with some grapes on top and shit like that and these weird stomachs you know where their belly button is pulled all the way up to the bottom of their titty and shit and uh you can always tell when somebody's had a bbl is when um they get that weird tattoo around their waist to cover up the scar from when they you know uh pulled out that fat from their tummy put it in their ass and then you know flatten the tummy up and sold them back up so they always get this big ass tattoo around their waist and on their hips and shit like that so that's how they try to cover that up but these young girls you know uh these young teenage girls and even preteen girls are you know looking at this shit like oh she's an influencer and she got all these followers and she's so pretty and she's thin but you know her ass is popping and blah 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 but they don't know that all that shit is fake and built you know it's a bought not built and so that's very hurtful and disturbing to you know hear about that um but they said facebook might come down on this woman hard because um they don't know if she's protected by the dodd frank act and uh basically what that is is like the whistleblower protections uh if you go into the uh but that was for people in the securities exchange though so we'll see what happens even though she's gonna talk to the security exchange commission we'll see if she's protected by that but you know it's just confirmed what we already knew so i'm slowly but surely you know trying to venture away from facebook i've been telling my wife for months like i need to get the fuck up off of facebook because it don't it's nothing but you know i see the same like 15 people you know if i see people other than that it's all like uh ads and like short videos and shit like that and it's just like nah this ain't it this is not it um but it is what it is let's see what else is on that good old summer damn jam screen i bet you a bunch of people got shit done though today too um let's see what else man i saw a funny ass video uh, and i forgot to save it if somebody has it please send it to me um it was a tiktok and it was like security cam footage of this black dude's last day he was working at a gas station it looked kind of looked like a bucky's but um and uh it showed a white dude so this was a black dude the black cashier and the white customer like just he the black cashier told him his total and had his hand out to get the money right white cashier i mean the white customer just sat it on the counter so he takes it up from the counter and he counts out the man's change in his hand and the, the cashier hand and he just flung that shit on the counter and then the white dude is just like why'd you do that or something like that and then the black dude just goes off like you seen me and blah 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 and all this other shit and that uh that gave me memories of when i used to work at the grocery stores when i used to work at uh blockbuster when i used to work at target even as recently as 10 years ago uh, when I was a team lead and you know they call you up front to help out on the lanes and shit and uh, 
and you know uh, white folks were notorious for that you give them you know their uh you give them their total and then they counting out their money so you hold your hand out and they will deliberately sit that shit on the counter and so what i would do i would do the same thing i would sit it off further then and they would have and they would have the audacity to have their hand out like i'm gonna put the money back in their hand i'm like respect is a two-way street and there would be so many times where i would act like i didn't have singles you know like if the change was like you know two dollars and 56 cents uh them two dollars you about to get some eight quarters you know what i'm saying so it it's, it's one of those things where i would just give them a whole bunch of change and i would just sit that shit right there just sit it down and be like okay have a get have a great day and sit their receipt on top of the change and they just they they're just picking it up you know one by one and i and what i and i would make it worse because i would start ringing up the next person and uh so that person would be you know be scrambling and getting all nervous trying to pick up their change and shit like it is so disrespectful like how do you have that audacity to not hand somebody the money in their hand and then you expect them to give it back to you like the customer ain't always fucking right and i loved being in that position of power because you know a lot of times they wouldn't believe you if something was out of stock especially you black you know something was out of stock or something they'd be like well can you go get a supervisor i'm like well i'm the head of this department so you know you are speaking with a supervisor well can you uh can uh, well is the store manager here nah she ain't here this is it and then i would just walk you over to was there somebody else i can talk to not in this department you know then i would walk you over to another team lead or some shit and uh and uh they would just act like they were like higher up than me or something and they would just radio over yeah that's correct yep nope that we don't have it you know and but that was always a great feeling great feeling when they asked for a supervisor and i'm like i am the supervisor like well let me speak to the store manager she ain't here right now well when will she be in she'll be in tomorrow at eight well i'm gonna talk to her then okay you do that they never come back they never do that they never do that but i just thought that was a fascinating video and it brought up so many good memories i had i, I love doing that shit like oh you don't want to sit that money in my hand okay you about to get a shitload of change and then i'm about to ring up the next person real fast and i just get the bag and that shit up ringing it fast as hell and then they still up there like scrambling trying to put all their bags and then get their change too and sometimes they just get flustered and leave a bag oh you forgot this bag you know but it is what it is um let's see what's going on what else going on it looked like the uh the government talking about they running out of money right now i do not care don't give a flying fuck they talking about they don't they don't uh they're running out of money but then a bill just passed where they're giving what is it 6.3 billion uh to uh afghan re refugees or something like that so i'm just like okay um okay what's what's going on here what what happened what what are we doing they so they passed um some measures which is a short-term uh funding bill uh but it's includes billions though for the resettlement and i'm just like okay like it's one of those things where it's very frustrating to see that like you know them people need a place to stay like you understand that um but black folks been catching hell here black folks have been catching hell 
and all of a sudden we pull in 6.5 billion dollars and you know it's taxpayer money out of our ass to resettle some folks and it's just i don't know it's it's one of those things where it's very frustrating to see that especially with this administration you know what i'm saying but they told us they told us you know kamala told us off rip she wasn't gonna do shit you know that only benefits black folks but we've done shit that only benefits afghans and shit that only um benefits asians and speaking of that let me pull these notes up real quick give me just a second well i'm not i'm not gonna pull that up because i'm talking about that and selling hope like dope when i actually got the statistics of you know hate crimes of, of in 2020 uh from the fbi they dropped them and it's gonna be surprising it's gonna be some surprising numbers but um so let me uh just we'll double back to that on um uh, selling hope like dope but you know the frustration comes from so many black folks you know were out here including myself hooting and hollering about reparations and how we need to you know actually get a candidate in there that's going to fight for us and all this other shit but i think if so many of us so many of us were just kind of on that we just got to get trump out of here we just got to get trump out of here and we exchanged our vote you know for nothing we just thinking hey we voted for you you should do something for us and it's like and i already got what i needed from you you know what i'm saying i already got that thing up out of you i don't need you no more until you know it's time to you know vote again in four years you know what i'm saying like hey hey blackies how's it hanging huh how's it hanging my nigger hey how's it going you know what i'm saying so they gonna come over here dancing and doing tiktok dances and shit like that and you know trying to play some a boogie with the hoodie you know with us and shit like that like get the fuck out of here you know so we just gotta we have to stop falling for the okie doke you know i advise everybody to you know, look at those videos from Dr. Claude Anderson about powernomics because he gave the game to, you know, our parents and some of our grandparents for, for the younger uh, listeners. But we didn't follow it, you know, and we still ain't following the game. You know, we were so hung up on we got to get Trump out of here, got to get Trump out of here because, you know, white folks was wilding. They were. They were very emboldened with uh, the Cheeto in chief, uh, you know, uh, running things. So, you know, I, I understand it. But at the same time, we have to be politically smarter. You know what I'm saying? It might have been, it should have been a situation where it's like, all right, let's just sit this one out. But hindsight is always 2020. But let's just remember this moving forward, right? So um, on that mini pod, I was talking about the dope game, right? And uh, just how it changed and, you know, the evolution of dirty dope and shit like that. But it was actually, um, you know, we had a bunch of people who uh, died here. Uh, between Omaha and uh, Lincoln, Lancaster County, um, from uh, cocaine laced with uh, fentanyl, right? And it turned out that it was actually a Nebraska State Patrol evidence tech and her boyfriend. So it was Anina Adigama and uh, George Weaver Jr., and he owns a restaurant. And uh, so they basically, the woman was there for 14 years. Um, and she was fired in late August and uh, now they're both being held on bond. I think uh, I think it was what, like nine hundred. Uh, what was it? It was a lot of money What nine hundred thousand or something like that. It was something crazy like that. But um, the thing is, um, I 
you know, I understand that, you know, they, they traced it back to her and this brother. So it was a white woman and a brother. So I don't know why I'm saying brother so much, but a black dude and a white woman. And so um, they they traced it back to these two. Right. But here's what here's the part that don't make any sense to me. So the audit shows that there was 19 pounds of cocaine, uh, 10 pounds of fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's and then over 154 pounds of marijuana, nine pounds of heroin, uh, about 140 ecstasy pills or more than 140 ecstasy pills, uh, uh, over sixty five thousand dollars worth of THC con concentrating other narcotics. And all of this held a street value of about one point two million dollars. Now, I don't think they took the rest of that shit, the cocaine, the fentanyl. Uh, I could see that, but just taking 154 pounds of marijuana, nine pounds of heroin, you know, and all those pills and shit, and then that 65 racks worth of THC concentrate, so like the uh, cartridges for the the uh, those pins and shit like that, those um, you know, those uh, what is those those the, I forgot what you call them pins, but you know, those electronic cigarettes and shit like that, and um. I just feel like that they they pinning this all on them uh, when we know how a lot of these folks move in law enforcement move very crookedly. They move very crookedly. And um, we've seen this time and time before with them planting drugs and shit like that or working with different criminal organizations, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, they'll take some take a few bricks from that they'll take two point that 2.2 pounds from a rival criminal organization and you know won't log it as evidence or log it less than what it was and then you know go back to their own criminal organization and you know sell it for cheap you know back to that organization or some shit like that um it's it's it i just i just can't see them you know getting away with this for so long you know what i'm saying so We'll see how this turns out, but yeah, it was a state patrol tech and a restaurant guy out here with the dirty cocaine, but I don't think they did the rest of that shit. I don't think, you know, all that weed and that heroin and them pills and the the uh, the cartridges, I don't think they did that shit. I think they just, you know, I think they becoming the fall people for that. And, you know, I think they did take a little coke and some fentanyl, but the rest of that shit, I don't think so, but... You know, she was on the job for over 14 years, but at the same time, they need to reopen all them cases of evidence that she's handled or that she's quote unquote logged to. And they need to let all them folks out if it's a nonviolent offense. Um, Let's see what else is happening on that summer damn jam screen. Let me pull my notes up. I'm feeling rusty. I'm feeling dusty. Uh, No, I ain't feeling dusty. Your hair's uneven. You're not that cute. You look dusty. Uh, let's see here. It looks like there is um, Merck, the um, supplier, the medical supplier, the uh, the uh, what the fuck do you call them? The pharmaceutical company. Damn, I'm having brain farts. Uh, but I, I just came straight from work, showered and came on down to the office and started recording. But um, let's see here. They uh, they 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 uh, Merck, the pharmaceutical company, has come up with a covid-19 pill that they say um, will cut uh, hospitalization uh, 
visits in half cut it down by 50 percent. so this is like a post-treatment this ain't a preventative measure like with the vaccine um this uh, is actually going to this actually would help treat more people quickly and and less expensively so they did a a study about almost 800 adults with mild to moderate covid who were considered high risk so people with like high blood pressure uh other health problems uh you know so severe disease um so like obesity heart disease diabetes high blood pressure shit like that and um and they were saying that uh that it it came back with like i think over 50 percent uh weren't hospitalized or some shit like that and they said the 7.3 were either hospitalized or died at the end of the 30 days compared with the 14.1 of those getting the dummy pill so after that time period there were no deaths among those who actually received the drug compared with eight in the placebo group right so that's what they're going off of so those people who got real ill you know what i'm saying um 7.3 percent were hospitalized or died uh then 14 percent who got the dummy pill so that's what they're getting that 50 percent of out of that 800 group so um it's so i i guess we might have a decent summer you know if this pill drops out so it's like a so it's kind of like a tamiflu pill you know what i'm saying and um yeah so we'll see what happens with this but i know the stock shot up a lot you know once this was announced um and that would that would help out a lot that would help out that would help with the recovery and shit like that and i think they're trying to speed it through to get uh to get emergency um you know to get that emergency okay from the uh, fda from food and drug administration so we'll see what happens with this but uh you know it's a blessing if it works we'll just see um yeah so an independent board actually stopped the study early because Merck wanted to continue to study it. But from those results from that initial group of them, almost 800 people, that independent board stopped and said, hey, let's go ahead and make it do what it do. So, um, yeah, so they did that. They ran that study uh, from people across uh, Latin America, Europe, Africa, and then the U.S. also. Um, so, yeah. It's uh yeah, but you got to take a lot of them pills though. I think you got to take eight of them per day or whatever for the treatment. But they might just up the dose. So that that's a that's a plus. But that always kills me when you see those videos of people or those tweets of people who uh you know I don't trust the vaccine and all this other shit. And uh, they'll or they'll have Facebook posts and then all of a sudden they in the hospital. You know it's just like why are you trusting the doctors and scientists now after you you know you didn't trust it before with the 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 vaccine you know just i don't know man it's it's frustrating this is a very frustrating time to be alive and like i said i got so many hard-headed family members and friends it's just it's just one of them things where you just you just got to throw your hands up in the sky you know but uh i'm gonna leave it to my nigga hove hove what you got to say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone biggums for that lovely intro of selling hope like damn dope uh i was gonna make this a mini pod um the fbi released their um 
hate crime statistics and uh, they report that hate crimes are at its highest level in 10 no I'm sorry 12 years in 12 years and you know we had this whole stop Asian hate thing going on uh, during the coronavirus uh, pandemic you know we had this whole campaign uh, leading up to uh, them first few months of Joe Biden being in office and then they passed these bills about you know these Asian hate crimes and shit like that and um and black folks was like damn what about us like we've been catching hell and fighting a good fight since you know we've been turned up since you know shit Trayvon Martin and ain't not a bill got passed ain't a law in effect or nothing right so they just uh what was it they just uh finally gave up on the george floyd policing act they just they they were like we can't agree with the the republicans and blah 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 and then he's like okay it's just a stalemate we just say fuck it i'm like nigga y'all control the house and the senate like what the fuck you know what i'm saying that's why it's just a big ass game here but um the uh eji the um equal justice initiative they uh dropped an article about this and it was saying that it broke down the statistics and it was saying that about uh almost 11,000 people reported uh they were the victim of a hate crime last year and almost 62 percent of those 11,000 people uh were targeted because of their race ethnicity or ancestry and um hate crimes against asian americans increased from 161 to 274 again from 161 to 274 so was that 113 cases against Asians that was deemed hate crimes okay bias against black folks African Americans comprised the largest category of race-based hate crime incidents with a total of 56% of race-based hate crimes being motivated by anti-black racism. So out of all the the race-based hate crimes, 56% of those crimes were against uh, black folks. They were anti-black hate crimes. Hate crimes incidents targeting people because of their race and in total increased more than any other category between 2019 and 2020 rising from uh, 3,954 to 4,939 incidents so attacks targeting black folks saw the largest rise from 1,972 in 2019 to 2755 in 2020 but we had a fucking eight stop asian hate campaign going on we've been hooting and hollering talking about black lives matter uh stepping to these politicians doing everything that we can had athletes out here in these streets marching and uh you know wearing these t-shirts and didn't get a bill a law nothing and the statistics show that black folks have been catching the most hell and ain't shit passed for us. And you know where this stems from? 
I blame the Congressional Black Caucus. I I do blame the CBC because I feel like all them black folks up on Capitol Hill are nothing but boot licks that's just happy that they have a fucking job. That's what I think it is. And they do a lot of performative uh, shit in front of the cameras and on social media. But when it's time for them to actually get up on Capitol Hill and actually get some uh, some bills drawn up and get them bills turned into laws, they cower. They cower. They make the argument so goddamn weak that it can be easily debunked so they won't offend their white constituents or their uh their uh white buddies in their social groups so they can keep on raking in these millions of dollars these hundreds of thousands of dollars uh from donors from corporations and whatnot that's what i honestly believe and we need to get all of these black politicians up out the paint because the data is there uh the experiences are there we need some people on capitol hill fighting specifically for us if you look at the latino caucus the congressional latino caucus uh they speak specifically about issues impacting uh latinx folks latinx latino latina whatever you want to call it they know what their agenda is it's just our uh piss poor ass weak ass leadership they're always trying to fight for somebody else instead of their own because when you fight for black folks uh you think that it's offensive you think that you're offending someone and it's just another form of self-hate so i don't this is this is one of those things where it makes you so mad that you want to get involved in politics you know what i'm saying you want to just jump in the game and just you know just disrupt every fucking thing and switch out the old guard because i just feel like all every negro up on capitol hill is bought and paid for the fucking data is there it said out of all of those race-based hate crimes 56 percent of it was being motivated by anti-black bias anti-black hate 56 percent you know how crazy that is and i gave you the numbers 1972 incidents in 2019 up to 2755 in 2020 and then with the asian number it was 161 incidents in 2019 and then increased up to 274 right but how many asians and pacific islanders are in there so i'm counting pacific islanders too because that's what the census says so the 2020 census has all these numbers for um they have the uh, the asian americans and uh, pacific islanders broken down into groups but i totaled it all because the stop asian hate bill covered everybody from pacific islanders to taiwanese to the chinese and everything in between so the grand total of the people who actually filled out the census in 2020 with 21 million 237,568. 21.2 million Asian slash Pacific Islanders here, and they had 274 incidents. And wasn't even the biggest group to have hate crimes committed against them. No pushback. 
from no white supremacists or anything like that. It was just like, okay, yep, yep, makes sense. Nothing. But you said Black Lives Matter turned into All Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter. What the fuck is a blue life? You see what I'm saying? And I, like I said, I blame all these black folks up on Capitol Hill. They be tweeting and talking that shit on social media about anti-black racism and all this other shit. But once it's time to start talking about fixing this, correcting the system, fixing it from within, it starts turning into people of color, minorities. You know, it starts turning into that shit. You were specific about the examples putting black folks out there but when we start talking about benefits and uh programs to help it turns into minorities it turns into black and brown you know what a minority is and i said this a million times a minority is anybody in america that's not a straight white male that's what a minority is everybody except a straight white male and I've already broken down how the Department of Labor said, with numbers, how white women benefit the most from affirmative action. And we know in America, most people, all races, over like 85%, close to 90%, you know, the numbers like high 80s, low 90s, people marry who the, the same race. So white women taking that wealth right back to white men and to their white families that they're generating with these great jobs from affirmative action. But I, like I said, I blame them bought and paid for, for Negroes up on Capitol Hill that's not fighting for us. But they be talking that good shit and then they're like, oh, we just put up another George Floyd statue. Man, fuck a George Floyd statue. That's not helping shit. That ain't helping a goddamn thing. I just saw where they put up a George Floyd statue in New York, along with Breonna Taylor, and rest in peace to both of them. But that's not justice. That's performative. Like, that's not doing a goddamn thing. And we have to stop falling for these black faces in high spaces doing the bare minimum and doing all this symbolic shit. Doesn't help a goddamn thing. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right. So moving on to holding this L, it's quite obvious who got to hold this L. Uh, we got to give it to your man, the Pied Piper, uh, R. Kelly. Uh, that nigga, man, they hit, they threw that the, through the book at this nigga. This nigga was convicted of every fucking thing. This nigga was convicted convicted of sexual exploitation of a child, kidnapping, bribery, sex trafficking, violation of the Man Act, even though that's a racist ass law, it's, it's a racial law, but um, and racketeering. I'm like, shit, this nigga is about to go under the fucking jail. But my thing is, I know with the uh, exploitation and sexual exploitation of a child, that always fits under uh, racketeering. Uh, my thing is, like, is anybody else going to be charged with that for helping them out with that? Because they brought they brought up evidence of, uh, you know, associates, uh, employees and shit that was helping him, you know, get them young girls. And I guess even some young boys. R. Kelly was on that freak shit. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out, is anybody else going to be charged or is he just going to take the whole damn blame? And uh, back in 
what 2008 when he was acquitted of that producing child porn when he was fucking that girl and pissed on her and everybody named mama was passing out that tape and selling it i swear to god back in what was back in the early 2000s that goddamn tape that shit was going around every fucking where that tape was at every corner store every gas station uh somebody's uh daddy's house somebody's grandpa's house uh that tape was fucking everywhere this was that tape went viral before the internet you know what i'm saying everybody had a fucking vhs copy of it man you seen that r kelly tape you seen that r kelly tape but um even with that tape the nigga got off right got off acquitted of those charges and the nigga just did not quit that nigga came out and started calling himself the pie piper he was like dude what the fuck then called the album chocolate factory you like nigga kids like chocolate like what the fuck are you even doing now he made some hot ass music but it was just like like you was looking at him like this nigga is wild and like this nigga feels like he's the teflon dawn out here in these streets right that's the old uh john Gotti, uh the john Gotti uh nickname because don't shit stick to teflon that's the uh the shit that goes in bulletproof vests and the shit that's uh on your skillet that you them black line skillets even though that shit is i think that shit is poisonous though if it if it starts scraping off so if you got pieces of that black shit coming off that teflon coming off stop you throw that skillet away though because I, I know how niggas like to keep a skillet but um yeah so that's that's just what my thing is is like he hasn't been sentenced yet i think it's 10 years to life is what he's facing um and then i think bill cosby came out and said he got railroaded and shit and i'm like damn nigga bill cosby coming out in in your defense like nigga that is not a good look but it's like damn you beat those charges in fucking 08 when everybody and their mama from the hood to the suburbs had a copy of that tape and knowing that was you and that goddamn tape you know what i'm saying you beat them charges yo what yo dumb ass should have just you know you should have been like all right man i'm just fucking with women you know what i'm saying 21 and up you know they can't even have a teen in they shit you know what i'm saying wouldn't even fuck with a 20 year old because it's too close to 19 just like 21 and up that's what the fuck you should have been doing but you know i think it was revealed what was that in that surviving r kelly shit uh that his sister used to be touching on him and his other brothers and shit like that she was turning them little niggas out and shit like that and a lot of times uh when you have a, a sexual uh when your first sexual experience is something like that you try to keep on recreating that sensation uh either by being the victim or um you know being the uh, victimizer so in his case he was the victimizer so you know you're trying to recreate that feeling because it brought on so much confusion and pleasure at the same time because you're like damn damn this is his sister touching him and shit and he knows it's wrong but it feels good at the same time so that just fucks up your head and shit like that we already know the nigga can't read so he already a little slow so you know and then you put that on top of him making millions of dollars and being famous and it's shit this nigga was set up to fail you know what i'm saying but he should have got some goddamn help he should have realized that and the people around him should have realized hey this nigga wild and even way back with the Aaliyah shit when they were lying about her age everybody involved should actually be up under the jail may she rest in peace for letting her marry that nigga when she was what 14 15 or some shit like that they got a fake driver's license and shit like that and I think a uh, fake birth certificate 
and all this other bullshit like it's one of those things where you know when the money's good niggas gonna be putting up with your bullshit and turn the other cheek you know or turn the other way you know because both hands you know one hand wash the other both wash the face in situations like that so it's just like, i ain't gonna look you know i'm gonna keep getting this paper you know what i'm saying you know hey i'm gonna keep getting this goddamn money as long as this nigga's turning out hits and shit like that but when it hits the fan it hits the fan hard you know what i'm saying so um yeah that nigga should have just chilled after like that was his wake-up call that first case you know back in the early 2000s like hey I need to fucking chill. I need to just go and fall back. Let me make some good ass music. And, uh, you know, let me just deal with these women 21 and up. You know what I'm saying? But that nigga just couldn't let that shit go. Like I said, it was a psychological thing. Him, him trying to recreate, you know, them, them, them early sexual experiences shit. And then just being more deviant and deviant. You know what I'm saying? Especially you get turned out young. You know what I'm saying? That fucks you up. And you, and it's just like, just like, uh, trying to chase like a high or some shit you trying to you know recreate that feeling and shit like that and recreate them circumstances and all this other shit and that just you know you just always chasing it always chasing it just like a fucking crackhead you know or a um meth addict they when they first hit that and they first hit that rock or that ice or that glass whatever the fuck you want to call it that straight drop uh when they first hit it you know what I'm saying? They said it's just something like you ain't never felt before. And so that's what you always chasing. You always chasing that goddamn high, that very first high. And, you know, that's what it is for a lot of folks. If they get turned out by, you know, if they have a very early early sexual experience, you know what I'm saying? And it leaves them confused and pleased at the same time and it just fucks your head up it just you know you don't if you don't seek help you know you're gonna turn into you know something you know something a sexual demonic being you know what i'm saying just like we see with r kelly so i mean it is what it is do i really care no i really don't but uh i remember watching that surviving r kelly shit and i was just thinking like some of these girls that they had on there like their parents they had she had like some of them girls had both parents mom and dad and they just up there they knew about the first case but they still was like well he can get her a singing career and blah 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 and you just like damn you just gonna pimp out or whore out your 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 baby girl uh for you know a few thousand dollars or you think she gonna be the next you know a leo or some shit like that like just as a as a dad myself you know, I just couldn't imagine, you know, leaving my baby girl alone with some nigga who done already and caught charges. And there's been whispers about him, you know, dealing with young girls and shit like that. And here I got a teenage daughter and shit like that. Like, fuck out of here. Like, no way, no how. It is what it is. And then speaking of holding these L's, have y'all watched the uh, latest Chappelle special? So I that just came out, what was it, yesterday? So I recorded some of this on Monday when Facebook was down. And then, uh, what's today? So Wednesday. So it just came out today. And um, and I watched some. I watched most of it, the majority of it. And it's very smart. And it's not like comedic, like ha-ha, like some of that shit will make you laugh. But it's called The Closer. And it's very smart because he's breaking down, you know, the racism and how it's morphed. And he has a great joke. And I'll just tell this one joke when he talks about how he had, he was like, damn, I almost had it. Uh, I almost had it. 
uh, almost had like, you know, uh, the white races against the ropes, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but then all of a sudden, you know, then they just switched it up on you. Like, haha, you can't do shit now. I'm a girl, nigger. I'm a girl, you know, and it, and it was just basically talking about breaking down how those in the, you know, in the alphabet gang, the LGBTQIA group, how those white folks can be racist. And that's what he was just really trying to get that point across. But if you try to call it out, they'll call you, you know, uh, transphobic, homophobic and shit like that. And then he was talking about, you know, just breaking down how the baby caught a body at Walmart. You know, when he first was starting out, nobody said shit. He's still elevated. But he was talking about sucking dick in the parking lot. And all of a sudden he's canceled. You know what I'm saying? So and he also had a, you know, a smart joke uh on another special when he was talking about how um uh somebody at comedy central was saying that he couldn't say uh the word uh faggot the slur faggot but and he was like well how come i can say nigger and, and blah 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 say nigga and uh the lady was like uh she was like uh you know you can't say you know the f-bomb the word faggot because you offend such and such and then she's like, yeah, but you're black, you know, some shit like that. He was like, but I'm not a nigga, you know what I'm saying? So it just kind of breaks down that shit. And it's, it's very smart. And I see so many people online. This is what's funny about uh, the white liberals right now, right? So they're going off on tangents on social media talking about how uh, we need to cancel Dave Chappelle, tell Netflix to pull the special and all this other shit. And then there's some coons hopping on that train too. you know, these so-called bought and paid for uh, black liberals, too. They're hopping on that shit, too. I used to love and everybody keeps saying the same shit. I used to love Dave Chappelle, you know, Dave Chappelle was this, da, 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 Dave Chappelle is, you know, blah, 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 he's, he's performing like Mike with the Wizards, or he's uh, Shaq with the Celtics, or some shit like that, and it's just like, oh, so you was, you know, hearty, hard, gut laughing, holding your stomach, when he's like, you know, making fun of crackheads, black crackheads, making fun of black folks getting reparations and talking about how kfc skyrocketed and all these sprint bills got paid and shit like that and black folks wasting their money buying a you know a whole box truck full of cool cool 100s and shit like that and that's that's all fun and games that's ha 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 he 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 can make fun of his own people but as soon as he starts making fun of other groups then all of a sudden it's like oh dave you gotta chill bro you gotta chill like and then like what does that say about you white liberal you know what I'm saying? I know I know how niggas is doing because niggas, they get scared when a black person starts saying the quiet part out loud. They get they get scared. Niggas get scared. You know what I'm saying? Niggas get fearful when a black person starts saying the quiet part out loud, you know, start pointing out the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That we just talk about in our circles. They get scared when they start saying that shit out loud or speaking truth to power. Like, hey, hey, hold on now. Let's go back to making fun of crackheads and making fun of our own people. You know what I'm saying? Let's just keep doing that because I, you making me uncomfortable because now you're going to fuck up my job and blah, blah, blah and all this other shit. And you're going to have them uncomfortable conversations on break at work and shit like that. And fuck that. You know what I'm saying? But but what does this say about white liberals and i've said this uh time and time again before with the other specials when he was uh you know cracking jokes on the um lgbtq uh community you know what i'm saying and the thing is for me it's just like anybody can get it 
You know what I'm saying? But what does that say about white liberals? You know what I'm saying? We're, we're so easy to call out, you know, the 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 right wing white folks, you know, because you can see them coming from a mile away with the stars and bars. And, you know, you take pride as cold, you know, this gun from my cold hands and, you know, all this other bullshit. We know about that. But what we what we don't like to talk about is that liberal racism we don't like to talk about that when it's all fun and games when you're making fun of yourself and shit like that you know where you're the uh you're doing uh you know self-humiliating jokes and shit like that and you know talking about your own people and shit like that or calling out the stupidity of another black person with them but then you know once like i said once a black person, a famous black person starts saying the quiet part out loud in front of white folks. Then all of a sudden it's like, hey, reel it back in, brother. Come on back in. You're in a good spot. Come on. Don't do this. You're making me uncomfortable. You're making me uncomfortable. You're making me think I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like dealing with white liberal racism. You know what I'm saying? In so many instances I've pointed out before, like a uh, case in fact, like you meet a you meet a uh, a white person, you you you're on a job, say you're brand new, and there's some liberal white person that comes up to you like, hey, how's it going? And blah blah blah, and talking to you, and shooting the shit. Then the first thing out their mouth is, how many kids do you have? You know, they don't ask you if you have kids. They just say, how many kids do you have? You know, it's the wording and shit like that. And then, uh, you know, down here in Omaha, you live down north. That's the black part of Omaha. And, there, you know, you, you you working in some job out west or some shit like that or downtown. Oh, so you, do you live you live you live over north? You live in North Omaha, you know? You know, it's just shit like just silly shit like that or coming to you about some issues that impact black people. Like, say, like, a um, say there was like a shooting down north or some shit like that. They ask you about it. They, you know, they scramble to find you by the water cooler. They can't wait. You know what I'm saying? To they, you know, they see you get up to, to fill up your, you know, fill up your, your, uh, your water bottle or some shit like that before you head back to your desk and they come right on up to you. Did you, did you see the Omaha scanner Twitter page? Boy, North O was busy last night, huh? Huh? You know what I'm saying? Just shit like that. Because, you know, you deal with them microaggressions all the time and it eats at you. It is why your blood pressure is so goddamn high. It's why you have migraines. It's why you keep a fucking bottle of Tylenol in your fucking uh, desk drawer. You know what I'm saying? But I just I hate to see niggas hopping on that coon train, you know, to slander a, a, a brother. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, hey, Dave, you're going too far there. Like the shit that he has said before in stand ups. You know what I'm saying? It's too far. It's too far. You know what I'm saying? And we're starting to get to that point where we're treating, you know, the LGBTQ community, you know, like they're an endangered species or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like they can pass judgment. They can, you know, shame, ridicule, uh, even go as far as and as as, uh, you know, creating programs that will disenfranchise people you know black people and i'm looking at you j edgar hoover you know what i'm saying and he's a member of the lgbtq i mean remember why he wouldn't fucking uh recognize the mafia at all because they had pictures of his ass in compromising positions and a lot of people say those pictures was him 
you know of cross-dressing and shit like that but if you can search up some pictures of jay j edgar hoover and he's looking mad suspect out here but he just went to war against black people right and some of those tactics are still being used today just on social media like cointel pro right so you had hoover laying up with his uh deputy uh his right hand man was it clyde was it colson tolson tolson clyde tolson and they they were seen out by a lot of people out holding hands and doing all kind of shit being at sex parties and all this other shit so i you know the the whole goal is to let you know that the system of racism white supremacy is it's it's massive right it it's all areas of people activity right it's all of them sex is one of them and so so many times we get confused by that right we get confused by you know the sexual orientation of uh of white folks or sexual access to them you know you thinking you you laying down some you know some pipe or you giving up some of that cooch you know to a white person and they can't be you know a bigot at all but you just have to get that shit up out your system get it up out your mind and if you talk with a lot of our brothers and sisters in the lgbtqia um you know in that group they'll tell you off rip you know how racist it is in that scene you know what i'm saying from the dating sites to uh what they what they want and acquire from uh non-white partners and shit like that and how they only want to you know do some old gutter sex and shit like that and don't want to have a relationship and shit like that just want a quick hookup and you know all this other shit and the men gotta be a specific way they want men to look like fucking rappers and shit like that and just all kind of you know just just coon ass you know degenerate shit right and so you know shout out to dave Chappelle and uh like i said the black folks who are uncomfortable with the special are uncomfortable because you know they'll have to look at their so-called liberal white friends in a different light and uh you know just sit down and ask yourself why was i so comfortable and this is for the white liberals too why was i so comfortable with him making fun of you know black people that look like me and then himself but now all of a sudden he's going too far with the jokes about a certain demographic and pointing out the racism within that group okay so has been holding this hell i didn't want to you know go off on a Chappelle tangent or anything like that but you know i just wanted to talk about r kelly and speaking of uh other ales and shit like that uh what the fuck was going on with them nba players so it looked like there was like 18 nba players um who have been uh defrauding the health and welfare benefit plan for uh nba players and my shit my, the thing is it was only about four million dollars right and uh they said it was led by former player terrence williams but some of the players involved that you might know of was like sebastian telfair uh reuben patterson fucking darius miles glenn big baby davis fucking even shannon uh brown and uh tony allen i'm like damn y'all niggas like what y'all money looking like that y'all only committed like four million dollars in scamming you know what i'm saying so i'm thinking like what the fuck is gonna happen to darius miles uh podcast which is great they had a great one episode with kobe before he passed rest in peace and uh i enjoy listening to that podcast um with him and quentin richardson and i'm just like damn you just gonna throw that shit away you know because you out here scamming 
like that's just some wild shit so now the feds is coming down to them i guess terrence williams had some kind of fraudulent company and uh he was like writing up fake invoices and shit like that so somehow that they were hitting out fake claims and then uh doing like fake um uh like doctor visits and shit like that so then his company would get some money and then he would kick back the extra to the people who filed the fake claims and shit like that but i'm like i'm looking at somebody like darius miles i'm like dude you got that podcast deal going on and shit like that like they ain't breaking bread like that you know and i don't know maybe if you just reaching back and trying to you know help your people back home and shit like that but it's sad to see some you know some dusty nigga shit like that from some some former players who was making millions of dollars you know what i'm saying i know a lot of them players were kind of you know in that mid to low range but you still making some m's though you know what i'm saying you still getting some m's hundreds of thousands of dollars and then some m's on top of that with you know side endorsement deals and shit like that even if it's like local businesses and shit like that so you know why are you moving so funny now you know and that's just weird to me so fucking weird but anyway let me shut shut up about holding this l get your man you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes we have to give it to the folks who've been on strike uh for the past few days are kellogg's workers so here in omaha uh kellogg's workers have been on strike um yeah so they ain't cooking up no no cereals right now ain't shit getting cooked uh it's just frustration they're fed up there hasn't been a strike at the omaha plant since 72 so salute to everybody over there um yeah so that's almost what 50 years yeah it's pretty damn close and um yeah salute to them uh salute to the nabisco workers i don't know if they uh finished getting off strike and then even before then you had the uh the frito-lay people down there in um topeka that was uh frying up them chips they stopped working too so people are just fed the fuck up people want living wages people want more uh better benefits you know i know with the frito-lay thing they were trying to force people they were forcing people to work you know seven days on one day off and then back working seven days and shit like that but they were working like seven twelves i'm like nigga 84 hours in a week fuck that i mean that's way too much that is way too much um but yeah hopefully i know those kellogg's people will get their their um they're just dudes you know get what they're asking for you know i know they're asking for uh better payment obviously and then uh something happened with the benefits too that the kellogg's is trying to you know pull the okie doke on them so you know the the gap is you know trying to widen and people are doing all they can to fight that wealth gap you know what i'm saying so you know usually jobs like that at those kind of companies is pretty good you know it pays well but at the same time they be trying to pull that bullshit though they be really trying to pull that bullshit uh so salute to everybody out there who's fighting a good fight and got the balls to just be like yo fuck that shit we're going on strike we shutting all this shit down we're ruining all your profits and you know what's amazing to me is uh remember when the pandemic first started and then uh they really shut the country down for what was like two weeks or some shit like that but you've seen how so many businesses started to crumble and the federal government had to scramble and just issue out all these loans without backing the dollar on anything and the um 
the goddamn um, Federal Reserve came out and they were like, well, what is this being borrowed against? You know, is this being uh, these these loans? Is this coming out of uh, of uh, not taxpayers money, but uh, what's the uh, Social Security or, you know, shit like that? Or is there a new bill that got introduced or something like that that we'll have to, you know, Americans have to foot the bill and repay and the, the, the the goddamn feds was just like the federal reserves like no we just printed more money i'm like god damn all this shit is fake all this shit is fake but just how did y'all remember how quickly especially like the airlines just how quickly they just came they just crumbled and we saw the same thing happen when it was uh you know bush's second term and we went into that recession leading to the uh obama's first year remember that we saw just like with the uh the housing bubble and the market crash just how quickly that happened and shit and wall street failed and i was just like yo what the fuck like everything every this whole system the whole financial system is just it's just it depends on people it depends on the working poor the working class that's what it depends on from like middle management to lower management i say lower management on down it needs people to prey upon it needs people to you know feel like you know that they have to go to that bullshit ass job and make it do what it do because they got to pay their bills and shit but once the whole country shut down and it was just like in two weeks you know the airlines are just like hey we don't know how we gonna pay these people you know what i'm saying just like what the fuck so salute to everybody out there fighting a good fight because once the strike happens uh shit gets shut down quick and i know with uh frito-lay uh there still ain't that many chips up on the shelves like you go to the store right now because i know it was about a hundred people who quit after you know the demands were met they just was like fuck it this ain't even worth it you know what i'm saying after their demands were met it's like fuck that and there's still some of them uh them uh cook machines or them parts of the plant that ain't even up and running yet so all you'll see like if you go to the like the ames walmart down the street from the crib like it's just huge gaps like all you'll see is like plain lays sour cream and onions and you'll see some cheetos and some doritos but all them exotic flavors and shit like that is just huge gaps in the aisle and shit like that so i think uh i don't know what's gonna what's gonna fucking happen but yeah you just see the results of that and then uh nabisco i haven't really seen anything with that um as far as product missing on the shelves and shit like that but uh yeah salute to those kellogg's workers much love workers much love and respect to all y'all out there all right so moving on to health over wealth you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so i've been listening to a lot of um jim Rohn lately uh, i recommend that y'all listen to one of his videos and let me see if i can find it real quick he has a video about time management and let me see here uh give me it's uh under it's on youtube and um let me see here let me pull something up real quick hold on turn that down it's called uh how to master the art of time and it's uh under motivational stories somebody just posted it about like a week ago or about a month ago or whatever and the thing about it is it's great because the art of time how to master the art of time management and i'll post a link in the bio about it 
and he's basically just dropping game about how to manage your time now he was talking about this way back in i think it was the 79 or the early 80s or something like that and but it's still relevant to today you know i feel like a lot of times i don't be having enough time in the day since we've had nina uh to actually get the shit that i want to get done so i listen to this probably twice a week uh for like the past probably month or so and it's starting to click it's starting to click with me and one thing that he was talking about is uh learn to think on paper so you write down your goals with a plan and you know what that does is instead of all you're you're writing the vision and you're making it plain right you just you're it's it's a sense of manifesting what you want out of life and it's a it's a topic that is called um it's a method that's actually called what is it like it's called the generation effect that's what it's called so basically you're generating you know the the goal which is you know what you got in your mind the picture of your mind like how you want your your love life to be how you want your work life to be how do you want your home life to look you know what you want this new car to look like this new job what you want your bank account to look like you're generating that in your mind right so then the second thing is you write it down and when you're writing it down you're in the you're reprocessing it right or you're regenerating that image so you're writing down you know i want a 2022 uh mercedes benz coupe or something like that you know or by 2022 i would like to have five figures in my savings account and in my checking account you know what i'm saying i want ten thousand dollars into my my um checking account and then i want 90 four thousand dollars in my savings account right so you just write that down and you writing it down physically it's becoming part of the physical world right because i don't know if y'all ever manifested anything right i know i'm sounding weird but have you ever been thinking about somebody like a family member or a friend or i wonder what such and such been up to you know what i'm saying you think about that person then all of a sudden they pop up you know as a random text message an email on facebook or you run into them at the store you know what i'm saying like that's manifesting something or you've been thinking hard about you know uh, a subject and you've been praying on it and so like you've been praying about a new job you know talking to god about it or whoever your most high is and you know you're thinking about it thinking about it. then all of a sudden a great job opportunity pops up and then you do the work filling out the app and everything and contacting the company and you know you 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 get a, a interview and next thing you know you got that job like that's manifestation right there you know when you start thinking about something you know something like i always say that like god put something on your heart or in your spirit you know what i'm saying like that vision comes to you you know what i'm saying and it's just it's just so weird you know like when you want something so fucking bad it's like the universe just kind of opens up and it just kind of gently pushes you that way towards the goal like there's going to be some obstacles in the way but you kind of feel like you're working towards that goal and then you reach it and you're like oh shit like 
look where you are at right now compared to where you were you know uh five to seven years ago like really look at that look how far that you've come you know what i'm saying that's and you you prayed and wished and hoped for the problems that you have today you know what i'm saying you might have a fly ass apartment right now before then you was you know you had roommates now you out here on your own doing your thing got a nice fly apartment somewhere in midtown downtown uptown wherever you staying at you know what i'm saying nice city life you know nightlife and shit like that you're close walking distance you know what i'm saying or cheap uber ride away from a hot spot you know what i'm saying uh you got a great job you working you know fucking monday through friday daytime you know what i'm saying great salary you know you nobody bothering you on saturday and sunday you're not working them fucking teenage hours you know what i'm saying working from like fucking you know noon to eight o'clock you know what i'm saying uh thursday through uh sunday or some shit like that some childish ass shit like that you know what i'm saying you ain't got you ain't got a a a bullshit ass boss you know who's who don't know what the fuck they're doing with their job and you like damn i need your fucking job you know what i'm saying you're in your career and you're doing your goddamn thing you know or you got the love of your life and you look how far that you've come dealing with, you know, dusty niggas and dusty broads and shit like that. And you're like, damn, I got a really good person in my corner right now. Or you was facing, you know, infertility issues and, you know, you was talking to God and praying and, you know, doing a whole whole bunch of, you know, hoping and wishing. And you finally got pregnant. You got a, you know, nice, healthy baby now that's getting on your nerves. You know, you manifested that shit. You know, you have to look and like look back and be like damn i didn't came a far you know i didn't came so far you know what i'm saying i can't quit now so what i want y'all to do is start practicing that generation effect you know writing down your goals and then making a plan with that goal just writing it down like when you write it down it feels so fucking real and i'll tell you guys a story like when i was saving up for the house um, to buy the house, oh shit, man, this was way back in, shit, I think I was saving up for the crib, I don't know, about eight years ago, yeah, maybe about eight years ago, 2013, 2014, yeah, about 2014, so about seven years ago, but I wrote every, I have a little black notebook, and I wrote it down, I'm like, yo, I want a house. I want to be a homeowner. I don't want to rent, you know. And then at the time, was about yeah. At the time, I didn't know if I was gonna get married to my wife. Now we were just dating and shit like that. But I knew I had the goal in mind to have a family and have a house. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and at the time my wife who was my girlfriend at the time she was just thinking that i was bullshitting like i would you know i would kind of throw out fillers like yeah i'm gonna just say before a house you know i really want a house you know can't be doing this apartment living blah 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 and it was just always a goal it was just i'm going to own a piece of land i'm my own you know my little part of the globe Cause I worked too fucking hard to not have something to not show for it. You know what I'm saying? I just always felt like that, but I wrote it down and I wrote it down with a plan. Like, okay, 
here I am working at this bullshit job. I was a middle manager at Nebraska Furniture Mart, only making like 40 grand a year, like 41, 42. And I'm like, and it's salary, right? So I'm like, damn, I can't put in no overtime to basically, I can't put in no overtime to make more money, right? And I'm like, this ain't fucking it, right? So I leave there and I actually downgrade, downgrade in a sense of you know starting from the bottom but making more money i actually go to do trash right so i go to waste management death and ball whatever and i'm hanging on the back of a trash truck before i get upgraded to a driver right but i'm making overtime right so there i was making base pay was six no seven hundred a week for helpers and then it was like 800 for drivers but you got paid an extra $50 a day uh, if you helped somebody and then you got paid an extra 100 bucks if you went back through your route and uh, picked up the yard waste right so you would go through do your trash route you know then hurry up go off to the dump then you come back and run your same route again and you get an extra 100 bucks right so then I would go help somebody. So then I would do that every day on my route, right? So you're making 700 bucks. So so that's an extra 150 bucks, 100 for the um the the uh, the yard waste, and then 50 for helping somebody. So that's an extra 750 bucks for the week on top of your regular pay. You know what I'm saying? So you bring it home 1450, you know, before taxes, right? So you pretty much. You, you, you more than doubled your pay so i'm working hard as fuck right but that extra 750 you know what i'm saying i'm throwing i'm just throwing that in the savings just throwing that in the savings and then they switched us over to hourly by the time i made it to a driver and got my my, my commercials right and so then it's like okay so it's like fuck now i'm only making you know 17 bucks an hour which is cool you know what I'm saying? But they only want you to work fucking 40 hours. So they, they really trying to, you know, because waste management bought Def and Ball, right? So you're making 17 an hour and you're like, man, what the fuck? You know, that's like, you know, almost 700 bucks. And you like, yo, I'm driving now. But, you know, beforehand, my base pay when I'm hanging on the back of the truck, you know, I was making, you know, 20 bucks more. And, you know, you was paying me more for the you know for uh going back through and helping people and shit like that so that's when i was like all right let me find something let me find a little part-time gig so then i'm working at spartan nash um uh, fuck that job but this this was a food warehouse and basically you're an order selector so you got a headset on and i worked in wet produce and it fucking sucked it was fucking terrible right but i would be to work at 5 30 get done about um about one ish two ish at the latest maybe you know what i'm saying um so yeah 5 30 so yeah i'll be done by two because they didn't play that overtime shit unless it was like you know somebody called in or some shit so overtime was very rare right which sucks so then you know then from fucking four to like 11 i would work 
at this uh, food warehouse and sometimes I'd be in the freezer and that was cool but you was only making 13 an hour there right so this is around 2015 so you're only making 13 an hour there but you're you're getting an extra 150 bucks a week on top of you know if you hit your numbers you got an extra 150 or 200 bucks i think it was 150 right so i'm taking all that money and just saving it up for a house and me being you know just dumb i didn't know you know that you could just save a few thousand dollars so here i am you know about to get married and shit like that and i got you know damn near you know shit i got almost 20 racks well yeah i did i had about 22 grand 22 23 grand you know saved up for a house and i'm just like yo i ain't never seen this kind of money in my life legally you know what i'm saying i didn't seen dope boys with bands and shit like that and so then you're like okay i can do this shit right so then and then you finally got married and then got we got married in 2016 and then once we got married i actually added my my wife to my bank account and she saw how much money i had saved up she's like oh this motherfucker's dead serious about you know saving up for a house you know what i'm saying and and you know it's just it was one of them things like i said i was putting out fillers you know to see where her head was at and shit like that and you know she just was kind of brushing me off but i never strayed from the mission i knew and i had it written down and i would go back to that little black book and I would just look at it and I would just look at it, you know, I would just look and study it and like, yo, you know, this is what I want in the house. You know, I want it on a nice piece of, you know, a nice piece of land and shit like that. And then, you know, after that, it was just a fucking rap. You know, it actually happened. Right. So a lot of times when I get to, you know, if I start something or I try you know, I started thinking about, you know, what's next, what's next, what's bigger and better. And then I get kind of defeated in my goals. I always look back at what I succeeded in. And I always use the house example as something like, OK, you can do it. It takes a minute, but you can really do it. You know what I'm saying? You you did it. You've done it before. It just takes some time. But you just got to, you know, stay focused on the mission. And so what I'm telling y'all to do right now is just to write it down make it plain as day and just don't get focused on the how just hey just be very vague on how to get there you know what i'm saying but just study it all the time it don't have to be a detailed plan on how to get there because somehow some way once you write down your vision you're, you start creating the steps somehow, some way, the universe, God, Allah, Jehovah, whatever you want to call out there, you know, that higher level, that higher consciousness, that the great spirit, whatever, it just opens up and it starts pushing you in that direction. And sometimes you don't even notice it. You know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I'm here. I'm here. So that's all I want to I really want to tell you. all Don't get focused on the how you know what i'm saying get focus on um you know the goal okay 
yo, I'm going to make this amount of money next year. You know, if that's the plan, you know, write that down what my checking looks like, what my savings look like. And then all of a sudden you're like, damn, I'm fucking here. You know what I'm saying? You might not make it to that end goal. Like like with the example, I said like 10,000 in your checking and like 93,000 in your savings. You might not make it there that next year, but your shit might look like, you know, 8,000 in your, you know, six to 8,000 in your checking and you got about 40 in your savings. You going to be mad at that? Fuck no. You're going to be like, okay, let me get to that 10 and that 93. You know what I'm saying? And what did Jim Rome say? He said, um, you know, some people are picking the fruit while others are studying the root. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you pick that fruit and don't get stuck on studying the root. All right. So this has been episode 190 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Um, I hope y'all just soak that game, man. Take it to heart. You know what I'm saying? Manifest your goals. And um, I will definitely see y'all in a couple days or maybe next week. All right. But nothing but love. Nothing but love to y'all. One.